Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up, it's Tud. And I'm Obert. And uh, you guys missed it, but beforehand, Tud played himself in uh, with some beautiful intro music. I don't know exactly what it was, um, but it was really awesome because at one point, the music paused and all you heard was... <laughs> it was perfect. You couldn't you couldn't plan it anymore. I don't Tud's, know how he Tud's did it. Beer has intro music. That's that's right. My beer always has intro music. We should make that a thing. We we should. I was actually thinking it while I was, I was listening. I was like, man, I wish we all like kind of like a wrestler. You have your intro theme and whatever, and you walk to the ring and you taunt your beer or whatever, and then you drink it. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Fun I feel fact. like that's like a, above our production value for our podcast, though. Ooh, maybe, but we could get better. Let's hey, try. we've we've had one like special th- intro theme in thirty five episodes. So. That's true. We're, we're <laughs> all right. Working so around. we're getting there. We're we're get we're we're becoming we're getting higher up in the world. Speaking so, of Tom, what was it though? So, what was the music? Well, so hang on. So that that first of all, the, my intro music today was foreshadowing my handle for later on. So we'll get there. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to give it away. Correct. Or else he'll have to think of a different handle. Correct. And then that's just that just kind of ruins the handle. But yeah, I did want to wait till the end game of the episode to find yeah, out. Yeah, we do have to wait to the end game of the episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> fun fact: the New York Mets are using all WWE theme songs this year as like intro musics and like walk up musics. Uh, so like they take the field to Brock Lesnar's theme music. Their closer comes out to the Undertaker's theme music. Somebody walks up to Y2J's music. It's very interesting to watch. Oh, that's that's actually kind of fun. Yeah. Is it because WrestleMania was in New York or something? Like it, it might be. I don't. I don't really know what the significance of is of it for the team, but they've kept with it so far. So nice. That's that's kind of fun. Yeah. So what have you guys uh, been up to this past week? Uh, I went to a brewery on Friday. Nice. Which one? We went to Brewery Legitimus in New Hartford, Connecticut. Um, is that is that new? The town? No, it's been around for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> They're done with Old Hartford. They've yeah. moved on. Uh, no, Brewery Legitimus actually has been around for I think a few years, probably four or five years at this point. Um, I know not a lot of people know where New Hartford, Connecticut is. It's literally in the middle of nowhere. It's almost like up in like the quiet corner, like like the Litchfield County area. So, like, when they were coming up with names of towns in Connecticut, like, they had done most of them, and they got to this part, and they were like, we need we need more names. How about right. we use Hartford again? Exactly. <laughs> and it's not – it's only, like, 25 minutes from Hartford, so it's really confusing with how close they are. But anyways, it's a little cow town. It's probably like when Bender threatens to leave in Futurama, and he's like, we're going to make a new Hartford. It's going to be better than Blackjack <laughs> and Hookers. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, so we went there and we had their beer. Their beer is really good there. Uh, they had That's a, good. That's they had a beer a called yeah. They had a beer called Doctor Strange Haze, which was a New England style IPA that was really, really, really well done. That's um, a solid name, Doctor Strange Haze. Yeah, I yeah. like it. It was it, it's it's a good little place. It's in the middle of nowhere. I recommend people going to check it out. It's not too far past like Avon and Canton, so it's not like you're driving really into the heart of New Hartford. Pun intended. Oh, that was so good. I forgot to laugh. Yeah. Thanks. I'm glad that you really are <laughs> on board with that. Yeah. But th- yeah, we went there, uh, had a few beers, tried them all out. Overall, I'd give that give that place probably a B plus. Well worth people's time. Nice. That's B- cool. B plus out of five, folks. B plus out of five. <laughs> That's new rating scale. <laughs> Tut gives this beer four gold stars. 
I'm just going to come up with a different rating for everything now. There you go. Yeah, this gets a one one thumbs up. <laughs> Five. Uh, that's awesome. I actually I went to a couple breweries um, last week, I believe it was. Yeah, I went to Ghostface Brewing down in Mooresville. You say Ghost Face Brewing? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It was pretty cool, actually. We went there Friday. Um, and yeah, I went there Friday, and we went in, and the lady was like, "Oh, I was like, oh, I'm gonna do a few flights," and she said, "Oh, we don't do flights on Fridays." And I was like, "Well, that's weird. That so, is ridiculous." Yeah, and who has a I guess if you're busy as days. a bartender, that's what we were thinking too. We were like, "Oh, they must. It must just be because it gets busy on Fridays." But we were like two of the four people in there, so it's like. Maybe you couldn't not. like break the rules for like. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the beer was good, and uh, but that was that was pretty neat. That was a nice little spot. And then I went to this other brewery, which I'm gonna save for a little bit because it's probably my new favorite brewery to my new favorite local brewery. So, but I th- I'm gonna highlight them today on the show. So okay for our new brewery highlight segment. Um, maybe not as in depth as that, but <laughs> I have some information. So at this point, I do want to ask, because you've been now to quite a few breweries in North Carolina, how do they compare to the ones in Tennessee? Like, is it a lot more, like, I don't know, outdoor area? Are they bigger? Is there any big cultural differences between the two? Different styles hmm. of beer? I don't know. Like, does That's it feel like you're, the regular breweries you were at, used to going back to in Tennessee? It's a very good question. That is a very good question. So I, I would like to, st- I, I think... If I, I one of the biggest things that I've noticed so far is that it seems as though the breweries that around here have a lot more on tap than the breweries back in Tennessee. Now, now of course, my the area that I lived in in Tennessee, there was quite a few breweries, especially if you drove into Nashville. And there are a few exceptions to the rules. For example, Southern Grist always had something or like, you know, 20 beers or something. But here, it seems like every brewery has like between eight and 16 beers of their own and yeah. that that's pretty cool i mean other than that i'm there's like you know some have outdoor space which is really nice i i tend to see that a little bit more than i did in tennessee why do you think they have more on tap is it because they're older breweries they're more they've been around longer so they've grown a list or i don't why think so i think it's just i don't know if it's because it's a bigger your drinking population i mean it's not a bigger population but it might be a bigger like more demand for it uh the brewers might just like brewing more i I mean they all love brewing but (laughs) they also might have maybe they have financial backing so they can brew more uh i don't know it's just it's something that's really interesting that uh, that i've noticed what about you obert yeah i actually went down to big sky brewing down in missoula this weekend i went there today um i've they've talked They've shown up on the podcast before. You just had some of their moose roll from that beer box that you got. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. That's some good yeah. stuff. Really good brown. Yeah. Yeah, they do a good brown. All of their mainstays are very good. Um, yeah, they have they had a really cool little swag area. I ended up buying a growler with a koozie on it full of beer for 15 bucks. That's like with, pretty good With the price. beer? With, with the, the beer, beer included? With, oh, yeah. wow. Wow. That's cheap. I, yeah, I was. I don't need another growler, but it was like too cheap to not buy it. Well, who, so, who doesn't want a growler with a koozie on it? Exactly. That, well, that was the reason why I really got it. So yeah, it's a cool spot. They had some interesting summer beers on tap, and 
because I had to get the growler with the koozie, I ended up bringing one of their beers to the pod today. Nice. I have the Citra Brute IPA. Ooh, a Brute. Um, okay. Yeah. Now, you guys have both had Brutes before, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, to fill maybe our listeners who aren't familiar with Brute IPAs in, it's Brute spelled like B-R-U-T, like the champagne, like Brute Champagne. And it has a, it's very light and effervescent, um, you know, very clear. It ends up with close to a zero degree final gravity, which means that all of the sugars have been completely fermented out. So um, you end up with, it's like a very smooth drinking and it's it's tasting very dry, like a champagne. Yeah, because brute means dry in French. Oh, there we go. There's our language, language fact of the pod. So I've seen <laughs> seen brutes before, but I've never tried a Citra Brute IPA before. So I had to give it a shot, and um, here we go. Cool. So a fun fact: while Obert tastes his beer and forms his opinion, Brute IPAs tend to um, brew a lot of the carbs in the beer, just because of the way of making it drier. So for somebody who's on a keto diet or a low carb diet, Brute IPAs is is a type of beer that you can actually have. I wouldn't have, you know three or four of them but if you had one or two of them you'd still be able to stay pretty much within your macros of trying to stay low carb and or in keto hashtag tutfit yeah hashtag tutfit. No, this is this is very good i'm i'm enjoying this one for sure and it tends to they tend to be less hazy as Obert as you'll see in Obert's pictures that we're going to post on instagram the beers are are clear kind of like more of like a bud light or a miller light style low single digit srms for sure yes almost yeah. clear yeah um so this I really like because compared to other brutes I've had, you really get the strong citra aromas. And I think citra is just such a good smelling hop that it really brings this style to a different level, I think. And for me, that, that, that's how you earn bone, brownie points for me on a beer rating. If you do something that I've never tried before, that's already going to put you a little bit higher. Um, yeah, this, this weighs in, I think, around 7% ABV. Nice. Um, yeah, so I have a whole growler of it to drink, but it shouldn't be that bad <laughs> to finish. <laughs> hey, it'll stay cold in that fancy uh, That's growler with a koozie on it. a very good point. But so with that being said, I'm going to give this Brute Citra IPA from Big Sky Brewing a 3.75. Oh, uh, very nice. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, good. I'm enjoying it for sure. Nice. Brute, you know, just a word of the wise, people who go out and try them, they're not going to be very juicy at all. They're going to be very much more of your standard IPA flavor. On, on the drier side, obviously, given the name. But you're not going to get a lot of fruit flavors out of them. Robert, do you can you back that up by what you're... Yeah. And actually, we'll link this article in the show notes. This is from beerandbrewing.com slash the birth of the Brute IPA. Um, the quote in here says, The Brute IPA lets ho- the hops shine in a wholly unique way. And it's an excellent counterpoint to the juicy New England style IPAs we've been making. Which I think is really sums it up well. That it is hoppy, but in a totally different way than something like a juicy, dank, uh, unfiltered New England IPA. And if somebody wanted to go try one, um, Sierra Nevada has been coming out with their own brew IPA that you can find on most shelves. So feel free to go out to your local package store or liquor store and check that out. Nice. Yeah, so um, who's going next? I'll, I'll go next. So as we discussed last week, I took a trip to Other Half. And um, even though last week I drank a beer from Area 2 Experimental Brewing, a.k.a. Two Roads Area 2, this week I decided to bring the other beer that I bought on my way through New York, and I'm drinking All Green Everything by Other Half. It's a double dry hop, triple IPA. Uh, It's 10% ABV, 
and let's let's check it out. This that is... sounds delicious. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's... yeah. Very jealous of you right now because I mean the other half that I had and I had another one that I, that was in the fridge. Uh, very very good. Both of them. The other other half. Oh, that's that's the adjustment. <laughs> so, so you get so on the nose you get a lot of tropical fruits, probably uh, you know, some pineapple, a little bit of tangerine. Also smells a little like weed. Um, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, it's it is brewed with galaxy hops. It's going to be very oh, okay. similar to along the lines of like a green from Treehouse. That's kind of what they were going for, I think. Is that's at least what I've heard. But if this is a triple IPA, so it's going to pack a little bit more of a punch. So on the flavor, you do get a lot of tropical fruits. Um, there is a little tangerine flavor in there, a little orangey flavor, some passion fruit. Overall, I mean, the booze is very well hidden. You can't taste that it's a ten and a half percent beer at all. It's very smooth. It's delicious. Dangerous. It is extremely <laughs> yeah. dangerous. A ten percent that tastes like juice. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is a this is a very delicious beer. What's that glass I, there, Ted? This is the same glass that I had last week. It's the other half glass that I bought. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, nice. I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's nice. A little gold the back uh, lined rim. Is there? Uh, this was a special release for their uh, cereal beer, so that's actually a bowl uh, okay. of cereal. Nice. That's a nice glass. Yeah, it's a. I love this glass. It's got a gold rim around the top. It's really nice. Overall, I'd give this beer. 4.75 so oh, yeah it's really, a really good beer it sounds good yeah looking at it i could tell right away that looked like a a high rated one for you for probably for me too yeah wow just that's it, that's probably one of the highest we've had on the pod so far yeah it just oh. smells yeah. amazing oh. <laughs> i don't think we've had any fives no we haven't i think i think we're afraid of the the out the outbreak that our fans would have <laughs> Yeah. If we rated something a five, but that's cool. Yeah, I would definitely recommend anybody who's ever in New York City, take the short 20-minute drive to Brooklyn, go there, buy some beer, drink it, be happy, be merry, and that's all green everything from other half. Nice. Yeah. Well, it's my turn. You can't it stop me. It is your me. turn. Can't stop me now. So. Are you going to crack Ooh. it open before you even tell us what it is? Yeah. How about that? It's a super mystery it's, beer. Yeah. Super mystery. Uh, so. I went to this brewery today, King Canary Brewing in Mooresville, North Carolina. Very good brewery. Probably my favorite brewery that I've been to in North Carolina so far. So, really? Yeah. It's it's like a combination of the beer and the atmosphere and like the the grounds that they have cuz they have like a nice out, outdoor seating area and stuff like that. So it's a really nice place, but I had this beer and I was like, man, this is really good. And it's also, oh my lord, I poured that like a jackass. Um, yeah. <laughs> 15 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so this is uh, called Candy Flapple. It is a Berliner Weiss. Uh, and I was thinking, I was like, I don't know if I've ever had a Berliner on the show before. Did you say Candy Flapple or Candy Apple? Candy Flapple, yes. Okay. So, um, uh, it's only 4.8% alcohol, but that's, I mean, pretty standard when you're talking about Berliner vices, um, they're generally lower in alcohol. So other than being obviously a German style, what is a Berliner vice? Well, it's a, it's a German style. It's a cloudy sour beer. And I think the traditional ones are the ones like back in, you know, when, when this was first brewed, which was, which dates back to like the 16th century. It's, uh, that's really close. Around, yeah, it's brand new, brand new beer. Uh, they're right around 3% alcohol. So this is 
little bit stronger. And actually, most of the ones you see today are stronger than that. But it is a regional variation of the wheat beer style from northern Germany. And basically, they don't know the exact origins of it, but it was an unknown beer being produced in Hamburg, which was then copied by a uh, 16th century beer brewer, Cord Brohan. Oh, yeah. The legend Cord Brohan. <laughs> Obert's got his poster up on the wall. Right, yeah. And my famous <laughs> brewers, he's right up there. <laughs> um, so it, it eventually gained in popularity. And by the late 19th century, the Berliner Weiss was the most popular alcoholic drink in Berlin, which was kind of interesting. Is that how it got yeah, its Yeah, so it's a sour wheat beer. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And this one's going to taste like candy apple, presumably, with some that, flapjack mixed in. I haven't even drank it yet. Okay. <laughs> well, we're still waiting this for that is... awful pour to, to go down. So No, it's actually, it's settled pretty good. Yeah. So. so what's it smell like? So it smell you get a little bit of sweetness on the smell, but it smells sour. It smells S- like a sour beer. S- smells like beer. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, let's let's get into this candy flapple. So what is a, Ober, what is a popular Berliner Weiss? I was going to ask Chris that because I don't know if I know of any. Do you? Okay. I don't, I don't, I mean, I know some popular wheat beers, but I know they're not popular Berliner Weisses. I think you brought a Berliner Weiss to the podcast, did you not? No, I did not. Oh. What was the, what was the German style you brought? The uh, Dunkelweiss, the winter at noon. Yeah, the Dunkelweissen. Mm. Oh, well. Um. So, how is it? So, this is very, very good. You get a lot of apple flavor. If you couldn't guess by the by the name of the beer, that's what the FL and Flapple stands for. The flavor, yeah, Flapple. flavor, flavor, apple. It's definitely sour, but not not too bad. It's not too sour. Like it's to the point where Dana didn't like it, but she doesn't really enjoy sour beers. It doesn't have any lactose or anything to cut any of that bitterness out. So it's you know you get some sourness on it, but then you you move into a like oh I mean. Tastes like a candied apple, uh, like like a caramel, uh, an apple middle, and then like it just trails off with some sour apple at the end. Really, really good. Um, I drank this today and I enjoyed it quite a bit. So I was like, ah, I'm gonna grab a grab a crowler for the pod. Oh, nice. so you already knew the secret's mm. out. Chris knew yep. what his beer was gonna taste like. Boop, 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 boop. Um, <laughs> but it's very good. Uh, I would probably give this a uh, four out of five. I enjoy Berliner Weisses. Um, I can't really think of one off the top of my head that is like nationally distributed. But if I see them, like uh, go into your I local beer store, brewery, folks, and ask the knowledgeable guy behind the counter what Correct. his favorite Berliner Weiss in the store is, and hopefully he could point you in the right direction. And he'll be right. like really impressed that you are asking for this obscure style of beer for anybody in Connecticut. The Blender series from New Park Brewing in West Hartford. They're all Berliner Weisses. The, in fact, the Blender Raspberry by New Park Brewing is rated as the number sixth overall uh, Berliner Weiss on Beer Advocates ratings. So there's that to go off of. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. But but so I would ga- say that maybe if you're someone who likes a fruit wit beer, like maybe a UFO Raspberry, maybe and you're looking to get a little funky, try a Berliner Weiss. Yeah. If you have a, especially oh. if you have a taste for like sour beers, I would de- uh, definitely give them a shot. Yeah. Excellus by OEC is a Berliner Weiss. Yeah. Yep. So go check that out, people. Yeah. If you see one at the at your next brewery, get a get a taster of it because you might. I mean, you might you not might like, like it. it. I enjoy them. Uh, now on a on a scale from sour to not sour, 
How sour is that beer that you're drinking? How many puckers? How many puckers are you okay. are you giving puck, us? Uh, okay, let's do the pucker test. Well, so in my experience, some Berliner Weisses are more sour than other Berliner Weisses. So I want to know on a scale of you know, let's just let's use a normal scale, unlike Untapped, between one and ten. Ten being Warhead, and you know, one or zero being coffee. What's what's more sour? I don't think that's, that's a very a, good a scale. Very unusual scale. <laughs> or t- or, what's a okay, five on this scale? How about zero being or zero being water? Zero being air that you're breathing right now. <laughs> I, I was just trying to think of something that wasn't sour. I guess coffee was the first thing that popped in my mind. No, I liked it. I liked it. Um, I want to know what a five is, though, on the scale, Todd. I know. What's what's something that's like 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 a Granny Smith apple? Where's that? Let's call that a seven. No, that's six. A, six. A those six? aren't that sour, are they? I, I mean, a really ripe Granny Smith apple is pretty sour. Right in, folks. Let's know how you think that scale. <laughs> well, if go. Granny Smith apple is a six, then this is a fifteen. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, no, then let's call Granny Smith. We'll, we'll call Granny Smith apple a four. I mean, scale okay. of six to ten. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> how sour is this beer? <laughs> yeah, stupid. Ad- let's not use this weird untapped scale. Six to ten. <laughs> six being Granny Smith. Ten being Warhead. Where are we coming down? I mean, ten being Warhead is a really good one. I think so. I think we're all agreement that that's the sourest. <laughs> okay, so you know we're not gonna even gonna rate Granny Smith apple. I haven't had a Granny Smith apple in for in years. We're, between water, <laughs> between water and Warhead, where would you put? <laughs> between water and Warhead. Okay. Uh, my initial thought, if we were, my initial thought was like a seven. So like a like you know it's it's not warhead sour. I mean you get definitely get some sourness. I would say maybe a six and a half. So like if somebody who doesn't like sours, they're gonna drink that and go, holy crap, that's sour. Yes, yes. Because Dana doesn't like sours, and she drank it, and she was like, mm, too sour for me. So okay, so it's not the most sour I've ever had, but yeah. So it's probably a little bit above a Granny Smith apple then. <laughs> six and a half. <laughs> Okay, uh, we got this uh, but official Todd Sour scale. <laughs> TM, TM, TM. Water, water to warhead is six feet. Granny Smith apple. <laughs> it's logarithmic. Too. <laughs> oh listen, man! Listen, we moved the Granny Smith apple to a four. Okay, well, the Granny Smith apple is a six and a four, yeah. <laughs> depending on ripeness. Right, right. Um, but King Canary Brewing was pretty sweet. Um, they are. That's an unusual name for a brewery. Yeah, and like, I. I mean, not as weird as Ghostface, but. I, <laughs> by the way, is that owned by Ghostface Killer? I don't believe so, <laughs> but. I feel like that's the first time you've ever heard that name before. No, I think I have. I don't know any of his songs. He's from Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> I don't oh, know okay. any of his work. <laughs> <laughs> any of his creations, um, but yeah, it's a it's a really interesting, uh, really. Not a pretty cool logo. I mean, I like it. And oh, that is a massive canary. It's got a crown. It is a big. big it's, a ki- it's the King Canary. So wow. uh, I don't know why they called it King Canary. It's a relatively new brewery. I think it's not even a year old. I think uh, I was talking to one of the shout out to Libby if she's listening now. Um, but I was talking to her today, and she said that I think they turn one year on May nineteenth. So <laughs> relatively new brewery. How big is a canary? I don't think they're that big. So on, like a, like on a scale of zero to ten, where a zero so like what a is like water, be like the size and ten of like is like a, a robin. <laughs> and ten is an albatross. Yeah, how big? 
And six is a robin. Right. <laughs> like a king canary is like a five and a half. Yeah. And a regular canary is like a three. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we went to, we went to this place the last two weekends and they have sixteen beers on tap, well fifteen, and then a prosecco, which was kind of interesting. Um, but Dana enjoyed that a lot. Will they throw your and will they throw orange juice in the prosecco for you? I didn't ask, but if they had it, they might. <laughs> and they had like a bunch of different types. They had a sour IPA. They actually did have a brute IPA. Um, they've had the Berliner Weiss. They had a couple like an Imperial Gosa. They had IPAs, all that fun stuff. So a really good uh, mix of beers. So if you're in Mooresville, kid friendly, because they do have a playroom upstairs, which is pretty nice for us, even though CJ was just a monster and started drawing all over the walls. But um <laughs> <laughs> but it's it was a lot of fun. If you're in Mooresville, stop by. So one thing I didn't get to mention in my beer review, when I was at Big Sky, they actually have, and this is the first time I've ever seen this from a brewery, they make their own seltzer water, which I thought was really weird. So they just add carbonation to water? Yeah. Like, not that novel of a concept, I suppose, but I don't know any other breweries that are doing it. But I guess it's a good non-alcoholic option if you're at a brewery. I know about a billion soda machines that do it for free. That's true. Yeah. But so they're selling this. You could buy six packs. I actually picked a six pack up. Um, figured I would review it here in the podcast. It's called Whoa. Verga. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Ted, you, did you see the picture I sent you of this exact thing? No. Okay. <laughs> so this is, this is my genuine reaction here. So wait a second. Yeah. You bought a six pack of seltzer from a brewery where yeah. all they did was – okay. Well, do, do you have seltzers in your fridge, Todd? My my seltzers come flavored. Did this, does this come flavored? Yeah. Okay. With what? Well, so they have two flavors. Virga's got, they have the huckleberry and cherry. Okay. Yeah. So I brought a six pack of the huckleberry seltzer home because I like seltzer water. It's, it's boring. It tastes water adjacent. On a scale of water to anything, this is a one. <laughs> um... I just, I was, I, first I found it funny because I thought you had bought plain cans of seltzer from a brewery. Just like boring water with and you were gonna be like, on it. You were going to be like, this this plain seltzer versus normal plain seltzer that you'd buy at a grocery store. No. Yeah. Exactly no, I just same. thought it was cool because it's from a brewery. And I thought that would, we do, we do beverages on this podcast. Seltzer's a yeah. beverage. Yeah. Um, we don't, we don't discriminate. So I pulled up their, the, the press release here for their Virga the Virga seltzer, and I learned that Virga is a weather phenomenon that happens in the western United States where rain falls, but then evaporates before it hits the ground. That's called Virga. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. AKA just overcast. No, you're you're talking about clouds. This is like clouds precipitating. You can see the rain falling, but then it's so dry that the rain evaporates again. Have you seen this happen? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a thing. That's a thing here. So you hear the rain noise. But no, because it doesn't. Get... It doesn't land on the ground. You just like can see. So it's called. So Montana, we have big skies, so you can see like clouds really high up or far away, and you can see like the shadow of all the rain falling, but it doesn't land on the ground. Moving on. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So they said that surrounded by beer on a daily basis, the staff at the brewery wanted something to, else to sip on, and that's what kind of. They started making it for themselves for a few years, and then they decided that they wanted to sell it to the general public as well. Um, 
And, you know, like I said, I like seltzer being water adjacent. Um, I like LaCroix. It's kind of my, my go-to brand now. I'm I'm a key lime La- LaCroix guy. I, I'll I'll mess with a raspberry lime polar every once in a while. I'm a I'm a blueberry lemonade polar fan myself. Ooh, the summer series ones they had. I think they made them year round now. Yeah. They, they do make them all year round. And that hashtag fun fact for the pod: the first time I ever had seltzer water was at your house, Obert. Yeah, it's funny. My my family loved seltzer water growing up, and I hated it. And now I actually like it. So it only took me like you know twenty years of disliking seltzer to come around. I feel like most adults <laughs> feel the same way. Yeah. Once they become adults, they're like, seltzer's great. As yeah. kids, you're like, like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I need more flavor. As an adult, you're like, whoa, let's style this flavor down a little bit here. Yeah. You're overwhelming my taste buds. Right. So, so yeah, I, I have this Virgo seltzer. I'm going to give this... It's very clear. Yeah. You do get a lot of huckleberry aroma. I'm not going to lie. I don't huck- think I've ever had a huckleberry. I wouldn't be surprised. Huckleberries are all over the place here. That's our delicacy. That's our local food. The Huckleberry Finn was written in Connecticut. Yeah, it was written by Mark Twain. I don't know if he was in Connecticut at the time, but uh, <laughs> huckleberries are hard to cultivate. They don't grow well on farms, so you have to pick wild huckleberries. So they're like 10 bucks for a pint, at least. Oh, holy crap. Yeah. That's a lot. But they're fun. It's a fun activity to do in Northwest Montana or the Panhandle of Idaho in the summer. Now, what if you pick the wrong berry? You could die. I mean, that's true with any berry. You could pick the wrong. But I guess you're saying because they're wild, right? Right. You know. Like, like when yeah. I go to like a strawberry patch in Connecticut, like I know like I'm about to pick some strawberries or blueberries or whatever. Sure. Now, if 99.9% of the time, they're non-poisonous. Right. I, I mean, when, say- you go out, when you go out and pick wild huckleberries, you could pick something that's not a huckleberry and die. I could see how you... That is a concern for sure, but they're very distinctive and hard to confuse with anything else. So it's okay. it's hard to mistake something else for a huckleberry. I think I need like, you to send you me a huckleberry what... in the mail. <laughs> yeah, well, that's my. I didn't pick any last summer. I picked like a few handfuls while hiking. Um, this summer, I wanna I wanna get enough to make a pie's worth because they're really tasty. Sounds like a lot of huckleberries. It is, but I think if you know where to go, you can. Which I don't, but if you know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> to me, they are, you know, it's funny we were talking about Granny Smith's. They do have a little bit of that Granny Smith tartness, but they also have really sweet. It's a very distinctive flavor. You got to try some sometime. So I think you, in your beer box, I actually sent you a Huckleberry beer, Todd. So, I you would, so you would know 100% whether or not you ate a Huckleberry or a poisonous berry instantaneously. Yeah, yeah for or sure. Poison berry. Poison there berry. Are, <laughs> there are other, are other berries around here that are good. Like we have thimble berries. We have... Other berries that are that that are you can harvest all of these. Okay. Just like you can have wild raspberries or wild blueberries, same idea. So, all right. So let me. And you're probably going to say I don't know why, but okay. You you do know a lot of answers to a lot of things. Thank why you. why can't they be grown on a farm? Something I'm not too sure. I think it has to do with the elevation. They grow well at higher elevations and on mountain slopes, which is not really places that farms exist, but. I've kind of asked that question. I haven't really gotten a straight answer from people why we don't have huckleberry farms. They're hard to farm. That's all I really know. Okay. But anyway, as I was about to give this, on a seltzer-adjusted scale, um, we'll say a 0 to 100, where 100 is the best seltzer that ever was. 100 is, 100 is soda, and 0 is water. <laughs> <laughs> the Granny Smith apple is about 56. Right. I'll give this seltzer 
a 74. Okay. Not bad. Not a that's bad a, seltzer. The first seltzer of the pod. Yeah. So no, that's not true. We've had oh. two seltzers before. No, no, no. Oh, Those were actual is... alcoholic beverages. That is No, they were well, seltzers though. That is true though. Yeah. They yeah, were yeah. they were hard seltzer. This is a soft seltzer. Okay. But... All right. Well, cool. So we're yeah. we're going to have to like keep keep up with all these scales. Uh, <laughs> now yeah. that we apparently yeah. have a million of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's funny. So did you guys read that news article I sent you? Yeah. Yes. Is this the news article where we have to ask our moms to turn down the podcast? <laughs> yes. Yes. So hashtag moms of the pod. Can you just please... skip ahead till you hear handles? Right. Anybody anybody who doesn't want to hear us talk about things, just yeah. tur- just skip ahead to the handles. Probably about two to three minutes. Yeah, yeah. It won't be it won't be that long. But apparently in this historic run for Jeopardy, where that Holstferzer guy is like killing Jeopardy and destroying. Is that his it. real name? Yeah, I think that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, uh, he's killing Jeopardy, and all of a sudden, Ken Jennings takes to the Twitter machine and like is blows the cover off of one of the biggest scandals of 2019, and that is that contestants on Jeopardy can no longer bid sixty nine dollars on Final Jeopardy. That's kind of an outrage. I, I gotta say. I don't know. I don't know how it's how it's even possible. What if you what if you get to Final Jeopardy and you only have sixty nine dollars? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be really interesting if you were able to somehow finagle that with your double Jeopardies to right. get there. I mean, can you wager six thousand nine hundred and sixty nine dollars? That's double the sixty nine. That's 69s. a valid question. Ooh, that's true. Who's here's the question? Can you make it to double Jeopardy with just sixty nine dollars? Yeah, right. you can. I mean, you can end up with zero, negatives. So. <laughs> Yeah. But you can wager whatever you want on the daily doubles. So that's how you could wager something that would you could wager all of your money but sixty nine dollars and then lose. Yeah, and yeah, then not answer another question until you get to final Jeopardy. Right? Okay. Did, did they have? Don't they have a thing? And I haven't watched Jeopardy in a while. Don't they have a thing where like if you go into Final Jeopardy with no money, they give you money to like Jeopardy with? No. Okay. Uh-huh. No, you're kicked off. You're not allowed to answer. They they don't even let you on the stage when you answer. Oh, really? The final Jeopardy question if you're negative. Oh, they're legit yeah. there. They're like, no, get out of here. So how, <laughs> so why did Ken Jennings decide to come out with this? So someone made a someone made a comment and like added Ken Jennings about how like, tweet, I just don't know how say. you, yeah, yeah, tweeted, tweeted at him or something. They made the comment of like, I don't know how you bid $69 every final Jeopardy or something like that. No, he said, and, personally, I like how you wagered $69 on every final Jeopardy. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and he responded with that there was a rule change last year, essentially, that nixed that. So, I don't know. I'm feeling for I'm feeling for the for the people. Hey, Hofstadter, if you're listening, which I assume, assume you are, can you bid $42,069 for me? <laughs> <laughs> I want him to. I want him to wager the calculator boobs number. I want him to wager eighty thousand eighty five. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was just something that I saw that really disrupted me, and I feel like we should go. You know, protest Jeopardy. <laughs> we should. Uh, yeah. Hold up picket signs. Say. You know. I wonder how many times it happened for them to have to outlaw it. Like how many? Probably people a lot. Were- how many people made it to Final Jeopardy and was like, I'm going to bid $69? Yeah. Well, it also says you can't bet. There's other numbers, too, according to this article. You can't wager. Yeah, I didn't care as much about those, but. Yeah, yeah. 666 is an interesting one where you can't wager that. So no devil worship on Jeopardy. No yeah. devil. 
Or yeah. if it, you think that they could destroy like a pentagram? As like your guess for yeah. Final Jeopardy. Yeah. <laughs> New bid, six, six, six. Six, six, seven minus one. Weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with that, it is that time of the podcast where we bring to you people our life hacks and wisdoms in the form of a handle. We're not going to do wisdom this week. Just going to give you life hacks and really <laughs> cool stuff and really cool wisdom to bring home to your wisdomy wisdom people. So with that, don't I'm forget gonna, don't forget to mention the frosty mug. The, well, yes, with the frosty mug of wisdom in our right that's filled with wisdom. But <laughs> I'm going to take the first handle this week on our smooth. frosty mug of that wisdom. That was very smooth. And I'm going to my handle this week is Avengers Endgame. I'm not going to talk about it very much, obviously, because I don't want to hashtag spoiler anything for. Uh, the two people on this podcast, as well as all of our millions of listeners. The millions and millions of listeners of the DAWF podcast. But my handle is The Avengers Endgame. If you, ha- if you haven't seen it yet, first of all, are you living under a rock? Second of all, go see it. And if you haven't seen any of the you know 11 Avenger movies beforehand, go spend the next week watching them all. And then go see Avengers Endgame. It has okay, officially... That was going to be my question. Yeah. Do you have to... If I really... If everybody's talking about this movie, right? And I have never seen any of these Marvel movies before. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I want to get on on this. Can I just watch... What's the minimum I can watch? I don't know. I feel like you... Like, I don't think you need to watch them all. But you do need to in, be invested in who the characters are. Obviously, this is the last one in what they're calling the Infinity Saga. So you need to be invested in how these characters' arcs have played out over time. It started very, you know, eleven years ago with uh, with Iron Man One, which stars Robert Downey Jr. and it, he's still in the movies today. So you need to somewhat have seen some of these movies in order to be invested in them. Well, I'll say this: I watched um, Avengers: Infinity War, which is the direct prequel Correct. to to this one i'm not gonna spoil anything but it ends at a cliffhanger and that cliffhanger kind of is resolved in endgame right so it, i was i hadn't seen all the movies so there's a couple things i was a little lost at but i you, if you watch if you watch infinity war and you know what's going on you'll be fine to go and see endgame yeah the i think you know you may be missing a few things the one thing you may be missing is one of the is a, a certain character that appears in the movie and is you know has has had a movie come out between Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame. She had her own movie. Um, other than that, yeah, Ant Man, yeah, definitely. That's a she. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, at a minimum, you probably should go watch all four Avengers movies just so you understand the arc of the Avengers in general, because the same villain is spread throughout all of them. But the Silver could, Surfer. Yeah, that's yeah, that's also Wait, the Thanos guy. is in the all four Avengers movies. He is. This is the fourth I didn't one. Know that. I can't even think of four. Avengers, Avengers: Age of Ultron, Avengers: oh. Infinity War, and then Avengers: Endgame. He is I didn't the, even know is, Age of Ultron was a thing. Yeah, I skipped that one, but I knew it was a thing. So Over, is is, the, is Tobey Maguire still Spider Man? No, no. It's a young a young guy who looks younger than he is. Is he? Yeah. Is Spider Man in the Avengers or is he, he is. the other one? He is. Okay. He is. He is officially as of this new guy. And this new guy actually does play a really good Peter Parker. Oh, so Tobey yeah. Maguire is not in the Avengers. Correct. Yeah, what's the actor's name, Ted? Not a clue. Uh, I think we should we should give him the shout out. For, are we add, are we listening. keeping? All, by the way, are we keeping all this? In? I don't know. Well, let, that's what Chris does. <laughs> Tom Holland. Tom. Tom. How old is he? Tom Holland. Because he honestly here, looks is like a thirteen year old. Eighty five. 
years <laughs> wow. old. No, he was he was uh, twenty two years old currently. Okay, so any so anyways, I mean, you probably should watch the first four Avengers movies. I know it's a big time commitment. You can probably get by with not watching Avengers one if you really wanted to push it and just watch in, uh, Avengers two, three, and four, which is Age of Ultron, Infinity War, and then Endgame. It has broken the opening box office weekend record that Infinity War set last year. It was like five. They set a record of like five hundred and sixty million as of today. And Endgame's already over one point three billion dollars. So, so it's really as bad. you can, as you can tell, it's a very big movie. You can watch all the other Avengers on Netflix still up until Disney's streaming service comes out later on this year, and you can watch most of the Marvel movies on there today. So, I recommend if you have a Netflix subscrip- subscription, watch them all, then go see Endgame. I will probably go back and watch it for a second time. Wow, not too many movies I go to want to go to twice. So that's really saying something, Dad. Yeah. Well, I hope they get all the Chaos Emeralds and they're able to save the world. Defeat Dr. Robotnik. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the last superhero movie I saw was probably Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. <laughs> oh, holy crap. Christopher, Christopher Reeves was Superman was the last time Chris saw a superhero movie. So just on a scale, on my movie rating scale, I would give this about you know 57 gold to blooms. Okay. Wow. Cool. So that would make that would make Jack Sparrow pretty happy. So, yeah. <laughs> fun fact: that movie only gets forty six gold blooms. Wow, the original, the OG. Yep, that's pretty. good I will one. say I like it's the one. best movie based on a ride I've ever seen. Right, that is. I mean, yeah. it's it's a very limited scope of movies that fit in that category. <laughs> that's what makes the joke funny. Yeah. <laughs> Can I go now? We done talking about Avengers? Yeah, unless you wanted to start telling what happened to it. No, please don't spoil it. I'm gonna take the mug away before Ted spoils anything. This week, my handle is gonna be a new album that came out from the Mountain Goats called "In League with Dragons." Just came out on Friday. Um, popped the CD in my car this weekend. The drive to Missoula. It's really good. Um, Who are the Mountain, like Mountain Goats? Goats. Um, John Darnielle is the front man songwriter and he kind of, he's, it's kind of like a nine inch nails situation where it's really one guy who is the whole band, but then he just kind of gets musicians to play parts. Does that make sense? nine inch nails, but, but bluegrass? No, no, no. Like, I mean, he's the guy, he, it's called Mountain Ghost, but it's really just him, John Darnielle. Okay. What type of music do they play? Yeah. They're like an indie rock band. And I know that's really not a super specific term, but check them out. Um, I think their new album is not a bad place to start at all. If you just search them and listen to their top singles, um, they're all really good. So, But I've been rocking out to this new CD. Um, that's what my handle is for, I mean, the last couple of days. So that's why I had to bring it to the pod. Awesome. The Mud Goats. The Mountain Goats. Nice. <laughs> yeah. A very Montana appropriate name, which is what I'm now realizing. I Actually, I have tickets to see them down in Missoula this August. So that'll be fun. The Mountain Geezers. Go check them out, people. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Chris, here you go. Okay. I'll finish this mug up today. And uh, recently, and I know the two folks on the podcast, but I've been car shopping this week. So it's a lot of fun. It isn't a lot of fun. But you know what makes it easier (laughs) is a nice website called TrueCarFox.com. What's that? Uh Alcohol. Alcohol. We both had suggestions. Neither of them were as good as your answer. (laughs) Uh, yeah, truecar.com. 
it's a because we're looking for a used uh, a used a pre-owned car and i have no idea what anything is worth so especially when it comes to cars i know nothing so uh, you can actually use truecar.com to search a bunch of used inventory uh, around your area and it'll actually tell you like based on the mileage and the year if if the deal that if the price listed is a good price a great price a bad price or above market so definitely helped us out narrowing down um, what kind of car we were looking to get this isn't as fun as the mountain goats or endgame but it's it's a it's a pro tip for life um so if you're like me and you know nothing about cars or what cars should cost uh, i would suggest using true car for your next car buying experience um, can, this, can I ask this, you a this question? This pod is not sponsored by TrueCar.com. I know that, that you, is you their did, hatch, We're getting their, so their good at handles. <laughs> we're getting so good at handles that we sound like we're commercials. That's how good we are. No, it, no, it's true though because I have no idea anything about cars. I mean, I know they drive. It's... The the way car buying should be TrueCar.com. <laughs> <laughs> at me, TrueCar. Um, I can no, be bought. I, can I ask you a, a personal question about your, your car buying experience? Mm-hmm. Like, what's your biggest requirement you need for this new car? Cruise like, control. What's like the one feature <laughs> that maybe isn't super important, but for you, you're like, this is what I really want in my car. He just said cruise control. Everything has cruise control. Oh, I only say that because Dana's car currently does not have cruise control, and I hate Wait, it. Wait, what? Yeah. How does Dana's car not have cruise control? Dana... <laughs> I I hope you listen to your husband's podcast, but like she does. What is up with your car? <laughs> it's the worst. It's a 2007, so I don't know if cruise control just wasn't available. It, it, oh, no, it, it existed. <laughs> cruise control's been around since like you know, yeah. 93, 92, like pretty much standard on every car. <laughs> since people actually used to go cruising in their cars. <laughs> Yeah, so so that was when we were when we were shopping. That was we were joking and saying that that was like the one thing that needed it needed to have was cruise control. And, yeah, and every funny. salesperson looked at you like you had eighteen heads. Exactly, right? it have like, cruise, it has cruise control, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was funny. So just quick sidebar. That was when I was buying a place in Montana. I was like, it has to have high speed internet access, which is like again kind of a given in almost everywhere but not rural montana (laughs) like you can live places where you can't get cable i'm like that's not gonna work for me so to answer your question more you know seriously more seriously the one thing that we really needed was i drive like a gangster because i get that gangsta lean going so we're we need to be able to fit a uh car seat behind me eventually white and nerdy so so that was the real test was can I sit in the front seat with a car seat behind me? So Did you just announce that you're having a second kid? No, no. That was not an that was not an announcement. So No. Okay. He just needs to have multiple car seats. Eventually. He lo- yeah. Yeah. You'll need well you got the you know, you got the weekend car seat, <laughs> weekday car seat. Sometimes you want to take both out, you know. CJ's, the- he's picky like that. <laughs> What's the minimum JD power awards does your car need to have? Uh, at least 20. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, now when you buy a car, do they give them, do they give you the JD power awards that go with the car? <laughs> yes, actually. That's, that's why I picked this one. Cause you know, it's, I think it got 27, which is pretty good. So, um, uh, we're, we've already planned out the mantle. It's going to go right over here and we're going to yeah. put all the JD power awards up there. <laughs> and then nice. we'll have CJ's Heisman right below it in a few years from now. So, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's it. Try out TrueCar. 
buy a car, do it. Perfect. By the way, secret fourth I, handle JD Power. <laughs> I know Chris didn't want to bring this up earlier, but we I feel like we need to touch on this because we tried to touch on it earlier and I stopped the conversation. Chris, true or false, you have seen the Marvel movies. Which ones? Any of them. Who's in Marvel? Okay, hang on, hang on. A scale of zero to 18. <laughs> where zero is water and 18 is all the Marvel movies. All right. Well, hang on. Let's, How let's... many have you seen? Iron Man, Captain America, Ant-Man, which is a newer one. Um, Rocket Raccoon. Thor. Like, Wakanda. Like, those, yeah, movie. Black Panther. Those, Hi, Caitlin. Those types of movies. Have you have you seen those? I don't think so. Is the is the Guardians of the Galaxy in that one? Yes. No, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't seen a Marvel movie at all? I don't think so. No. You know, superhero movies aren't really my bag. Like, well, clearly, because you haven't been watching them. <laughs> I like the Batman movies. Is he in that one? No. Oh. Yeah. Bane. Yeah. He's, he's gonna. He's the one who's gonna take out Thanos. Ba- Bane's so the one with the Chaos Emeralds. Okay. So Chris, yeah. do you have a do you have a a active Netflix subscription? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm the only person in America without Netflix. <laughs> okay. So, when you finally decide to get Netflix again, you need to watch all the Marvel movies or pay the $6 and get the Disney streaming subscription. Oh, we're definitely getting weeks. the D- Disney streaming, streaming subscription. So, so, you need to watch them all then because that's just No way Chris could let that go. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and, all right. And then so with that, thank you all for listening. I've been watching Star Wars. Are they in them? No. <laughs> so with that, thank you all for listening. We'd like to thank today's breweries who provided today's beers. Uh, I'd like to thank Other Half for All Green Everything. I'd like to thank King Canary Brewing for their Candy Flapple for Berliner Weiss. I'm going to thank Big Sky for both the Citra Brew IPA as well as the Virga Huckleberry Seltzer. Please follow us on all social media at uh, DAWF Podcast. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Untapped. Hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Um, a special shout out to James Vaklovic Designs for designing our awesome three-handled mug logo. And with that, my name is Todd. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. That's great. Now we owe $15 million. Yeah. Or whatever. Whatever this is. So this was the this was the song. So 